Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Monday, the start of a new week, the start of a Champions League week as well. Arsenal travelling to Spain a little bit later on today or by the time you're watching or listening to this episode, they'll probably already be in Spain for that big game against Sevilla tomorrow night. Big, big game that is for Arsenal as well after the defeat in France last time out. They need to get something from this trip to Spain. Can't afford back-to-back away defeats in the Champions League. That's going to put a lot of pressure on the two upcoming home games after this one. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that later on in this episode. We'll look at who could be starting in that game. Wouldn't be surprised to see Mikel Arteta make some changes from what we saw at the weekend. Players like Thomas Partey, perhaps Kai Havertz, Tommy Asu, people like that all pushing for a start in this game. So we'll look at who could potentially be coming in for that one. Got plenty of comments and questions from you guys as well. Still reacting to that game against Chelsea at the weekend. The fallout continues from that one. I'm going to spend quite a bit of time talking about the goalkeeper situation. Of course, that is grabbing all the headlines at the moment. Once again, it seems like it has done ever since David Raya signed for Arsenal in the summer. So we'll talk about that and uh, a few other things as well. So let's get started, shall we? And let's dive straight into that goalkeeping debate after Saturday's 2-2 draw. Uh, David Raya's placing the team, placing the starting eleven again under the spotlight um, because of a couple of instances in that game. Of course, the goal that uh, made it 2-0 when Mudrick's crossed. And I've seen, honestly, some Chelsea fans on social media trying to make out that this was uh, <laughs> a deliberate lob and just showing like camera angles, pretending he's actually looking at the goal rather than looking across it. Even though when you can see, when you're watching the front on view, not once does he have a look at a goal. He's just constantly looking at who he's going to cross the ball to. It's clearly a miscue. He didn't mean it. And it caught David Raya out and it made David Raya end up looking a little bit silly. But um, I still look at this goal and I know plenty of you will disagree with me. I still, this falls into the same sort of category as Aaron Ramsdale against um, 
Fulham earlier in the season when he was caught out and I didn't really put too much blame on Ramsdale for that because he was just clearly anticipating the guy trying to lob him and it didn't, the guy miscued it and so Ramsdale ended up looking a little bit silly and I still look at this one and I said it in the reaction video I did on Saturday night that, you know, 49 times out of 50, this mishit cross goes into the crowd or it goes straight to David Raya and no one even mentions his positioning at all. You know, he was in his normal position. That's what David Raya does. He is aggressive when it comes to his positioning for crosses because that's one of his real strengths is coming out, claiming crosses and quickly sort of basically turning over possession and get Arsenal moving forward. That's what we praised him for. I look back to some of the performances when he's had a good performance in Arsenal shirts, so Bournemouth away to games like that, when he was so good on the front foot, coming for crosses, claiming them, um, taking the pressure off the fence, then quickly getting Arsenal on the attack again. And that's what he was looking to do in this instance. Unfortunately for him, he ends up looking a bit stupid because the ball goes over his head and nestles in the far corner. We've seen it happen with goalkeepers before. I think David Seaman against Ronaldinho in the... 2002 World Cup. There's been countless occasions. Bukayo Saka's goal for Arsenal against Chelsea on Boxing Day all those few years ago when um, you know Arsenal won that game 3-0 and, and started that good little run. You know, Again, it was just a miscued cross from Saka. It ends up in the far corner. It just happens sometimes. Goalkeepers get caught out by those. But most of the time, the ball doesn't end up in the far corner because it's ended up in a crowd or and, and that sort of thing. So I don't really look at this Raya one as a mistake. There was def- there was other mistakes in the game. The one after that, when he's, I think probably his head had gone a little bit and he played out the ball from the back straight to Cole Palmer. He recovered well, actually, made a good save diving at Cole Palmer's feet and stopped it going to 3-0. But that was clearly an error and another sign of a goalkeeper potentially, you know, feeling like he's under pressure. And I think he is. I think he'd be, it'd be impossible at the moment to be David Raya and not be playing with huge amounts of pressure on your shoulders. Um and in a way, Mikel Arteta has created this situation, I would say, because, you know, Aaron Ramsdale hadn't done too much wrong. As soon as David Raya came in, this debate started and it did feel at the time, you know, and I, I think David Raya is a really good goalkeeper. I don't think he's shown his best at Arsenal yet by any means, but I'm not sure. I mean, I am sure, actually. I'm pretty positive that a big part of that is because he knows the spotlight's on him as well. And you've got two goalkeepers playing under real pressure. When Ramsdale plays, he knows he needs to perform very, very well to try and get himself back in the team. When Raya plays, he knows he is every single mistake he's going to be he's going to make is going to be under the spotlight because of the situation that he's in. And I just feel like Mikel Arteta has created this problem where perhaps there didn't really need to be one. Even though I'm pretty supportive of the David Raya transfer because I do think ultimately David Raya is a slightly better goalkeeper than Aaron Ramsdale. Um and I'm not surprised that he is now number one. But I just wonder, is the gulf between the two that big that this situation needed to happen? Because it seems to have had a bit of an unsettling um, sort of just reaction on the team and on the goalkeepers himself. I mean, Gary Neville and Jamie Redknapp were talking about it. And I don't often agree with Gary Neville or Jamie Redknapp, but I thought their views were quite... Um, you know, worthwhile in this situation. This is what Gary Neville said. He said, David Raya started his career well, but then he had a poor Champions League game against Lons, followed by the first half against Man City. Now this game is getting hot for him. He's got that look on the face like help. It's the toughest position to play, and certainly when you're at the biggest clubs in the league, you're under the most amount of scrutiny, particularly if you're goalkeeper. Mikel Arteta has created that. Let's be clear with the Ramsdale and Raya situation. It's unusual, but he says 
it can work. He then continues saying, I do feel there's a problem brewing here where Ramsdale is going to start knocking on the door saying, get me back in. And if Arteta doesn't, he's going to ask to leave. So even though it looks like there's competition for places in the goalkeeper position, it won't last long. The maximum this will last is a season because the goalkeeper is not playing or feeling hard done by it will leave. I don't think it can work. I'm not seeing anything that's telling me it can work. It puts more pressure on the one that's in because he knows the other guy is waiting in the wings. And that is, I just, I just feel the pressure is so big now, especially on David Raya, that, you know, it's hard to perform at your very, very best, I would imagine, when you're under that amount of pressure. I'm not sure we've seen Raya at his very, very best because I think he's an excellent goalkeeper, 100%. And I don't think he's been terrible since he's been at Arsenal by any means. I think he's done some good things while he's been at Arsenal. There have been a couple of errors, yes, but I think overall he's done some good things. But every single incident is being so highlighted now because of that pressure and because of the Ramsdale situation. And you do just wonder if it is, if the whole sort of environment now is, is there for a goalkeeper to perform at their very, very best. And it's what Jamie Redknapp had to say. He said, he, he, so he's talking about Raya, looks like a bag of nerves right now. Raya is really struggling with the pressure and scrutiny he's under. He's giving the ball away. He's looking like he's going to concede goals. The situation hasn't helped. People have said that Aaron Ramsdale should consider leading, but, uh, leaving, but I disagree. I think he should hang in there. Given the way Raya has given away so many goals, he's not showing that he's good enough to be number one. Mikel Arteta has complicated a situation that he didn't really need to. Um on Raya giving balls away, he has given a few, few balls away. We saw out, I talked about the one against Cole Palmer. Um, but I think that is something we're just seeing. It's not, that's not just a David Raya thing. You look in, you know, obviously look at what happened at the other end on Sunday, on Saturday, with Sanchez giving away the ball for, De- uh, for Declan Rice to score. I watched the Manchester City Brighton game the other day um, at the weekend, and Edison did exactly the same. Was it Edison or was it Otega? I can't remember who was in goal for um, Man City on the game, but. You know, they, they gave the ball away. It's just what they do. Look at the Bournemouth, Bournemouth versus Wolves goal and the winning goal for Wolves in the last minute. It all came from the from Bournemouth playing out from the back with a goalkeeper. And it's just, this is the way of the world now, I think. It's just the way the goalkeepers play. It's the way that teams play. And we see more and more times that the attacking teams take advantage of it. It's just a kind of risk and reward strategy. And um, so I'm not sure Arteta will look at what Raya's done there and be too bothered about that because I think that's the way he wants to play. And I think he accepts sometimes they will get caught and it will lead to dangerous situations, but he thinks on the whole, the positives outweigh the negatives. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. I, to be fair to David Rye as well, I, I thought he did some good things against Chelsea. You know, like I said, the mistake for to give Cole Palmer the chance was a big mistake, but he made up for it. He got up well, he recovered well, made the save. He made a really good save at, um, I, th- I can't remember who this player was, who broke through after that it might have been Jackson uh, when he went through and tried to go around him and Raya was really alert and got the ball and saved it well. So he did do some good things as well. Um, but I just think the pressure situation, what Redknapp and Neville were talking about there of, of Raya just looking like he's feeling the pressure. I do think there is something in that. And I think that is potentially weighing him down a little bit when it comes to his performances. And uh, I mean, right, Aaron Ramsdale wasn't in the squad at the weekend. It'll be interesting to see if he comes back on Tuesday night. Obviously, he's been given some time off because he's his uh, wife has just given birth, uh, which is great. Um, will he come back in for the game on Tuesday night? We'll have to wait and see on that. Arsenal are training today. By the time you're watching or listening to this, they probably will have already trained and um, would have seen from the press who are there because it's an open training session where the TV cameras are allowed in. We'll see who's training and who looks like they're going to be travelling to Spain. So we'll get a, a clearer picture of whether Ramsdale comes back in to the squad. But whether he comes back into the starting eleven 
on Tuesday night remains uh, remains to be seen. But plenty of you think he should be. I've got a, a sort of selection of what you guys have been saying. Lots of different opinion, and you would imagine, because that is the way when it comes to uh, social media and football. Uh, John here says, Raya just reminded me of the mistakes he made last year. I'm one of those who sees uh, Raya and Ramsdale as being just as good as each other, um, just better in some areas than the other. So it makes no difference which one is between the sticks. At the end of last season, they'd likely, uh, likely have conceded the same amount of goals. Just uh, Sorry, at the end of this season, they'd likely have conceded the same amount of goals. Just like last season, Ramsdale let in 43, Raya 46. Brentford defence was no worse than ours. Cirque... Uh, uh, Cirque de Merck 6236 says we need to bring back Ramsdale between the post. Ryers had his chances and nearly did cost us points. Uh, Abdullah there says, How come our fans are not willing to let Raya uh, to give Raya a proper chance? Is it because he's not English and Ramsdale is? Why don't you back him and Arteta? Raya isn't making mistakes like a nana where he's letting goals through his hands. Basic goalkeeper mistakes. I believe Raya is better than Ramsdale. He needs time to get Arteta's plan to point, just like how. We had to get used to playing out from the back of the purse. We had to be patient, back the guy, give him a proper chance. I think a lot of people are backing him, to be fair, and, and have backed him. But, I, I, you know, he's coming. I've talked about this before. He's coming in. He's replaced a goalkeeper who's so, so popular, who hadn't done much wrong. So it was always going to be difficult for him. And I think for both goalkeepers, while both of them are there at the club, this situation is not going to go away. And that's why at the time when Raya signed, I said it was a risky move by Arteta because... It just doesn't normally happen. No matter what Arteta says about competition for places and goalkeeping is just like any other position on the pitch. It's not. And we've seen that. It's not. When you've got two number ones who are basically at the same level as each other, it doesn't work for a long space of time because it can't because one player is not going to play enough games. It's always going to create a difficult situation. And it feels like with each game that passes, with each mistake that a goalkeeper makes, that situation is just being put under the microscope more and more at Arsenal. And it just feels like it's going to be like that until the end of the season, until one of these goalkeepers ultimately leaves the club. And again, that's why I keep going back to it. It just feels like a bit of a situation that Arteta has created for himself here that potentially he just didn't really need to do. But let me know what you guys think, as always, in the comments below. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Okay, we're going to move on and uh, discuss a couple other talking points. Zinchenko, quite a few of you got in touch after the game against Chelsea. And look, he did have a bad game against Chelsea, no doubt about it. There's one here from Ramon. says, hi, Charles, unpopular opinion. Zinni must be dropped. I'm not sure what's going on with him. I would play Tommy at left back. When Timber is back fit, uh, Zinni must take a seat. I've backed Rice since he came in, but what do you think we should do? Uh, I'm not going. We've already talked about the, um, the the Rice situation there, so I won't go on to that one. But in terms of Zinchenko, um, look, if Timber was fit, then Timber might well be playing at the moment in that position. We saw him playing in the summer, playing very, very well. You know, whether he was brought in as a replacement for Zinchenko, ultimately we never quite found out because the injury stopped us finding that out. But I do think if Timber is fit and when he does come back, then he's certainly going to be pushing to be a very regular starter in this Arsenal team. We saw enough during the summer to suggest that. Look, Zinchenko didn't have a good game against Chelsea, no doubt about it. Tommy Asu's a very, very good player. Whenever he comes on, he makes a difference. Um, I still don't think Arteta's going to make that change in terms of the starting eleven. I still feel like he thinks that Zinchenko, what he brings to the team is worth him starting. And then he really likes bringing Tommy Asu on to sort of see a game out, see a game out in the second half. Um, and I think with Zinchenko, you must remember against Manchester City, I thought Zinchenko played really, really well in that game as well. He had a bad game against Chelsea, but a lot of players had a bad game against Chelsea. Um, so, yeah, I don't... I wouldn't be against Tommy Asu playing. I think Tommy Asu will probably start on Tuesday night, but I think in the Premier League at the moment, Zinchenko still, because of what he offers, because of how he plays that left-back role, I still think Arteta is going to continue to play him there. I think he'll need to put in a few more really poor performances because he hasn't been poor throughout the whole of his season, Zinchenko. Like I said, I thought Man City was really, really good. So it's not like he's done it every single time he's played. He just had a really difficult game at Stamford Bridge, like a lot of players did. It just didn't quite work for him. Um, but we shall see. Like I said, I wouldn't be against Tommy Asu coming in to the starting 11 on a more regular basis because he's such a good player. Okay, I wanted to talk about this penalty situation. How this wasn't a penalty, I have no idea. I genuinely don't have an idea. And here's one from Julian. It says, Charles, I think you need to address the challenge by Jesus on Sanchez. Why isn't that a penalty? Very similar to an Arna against Wolves. Yeah, it is. It's exactly the same as an Arna against Wolves. Look, this is what Howard Webb had to say. Um, you know, when Howard Webb does those talks with, I think he was doing it with Sky. I'm not sure if it was Michael Owen or if it was uh, Gary Neville for this one. But they were talking about that incident when Anana cleaned out the Wolves player in the last minute. And the penalty wasn't given. And the VA, it went to VAR and the VAR decided not to overturn the decision and, um, and award a penalty. And this is what Howard Webb, in accepting that a mistake was made and that a penalty should have been awarded in that incident, then this is what Howard Webb said. He says he, he and he's talking about the VAR there, sees it as a collision and two players coming together. The difference with this is that Anana jumps in at the Wolves player. So it's not two players coming together. It's one going in to another. In the end, we didn't recommend a review and we should have done. We acknowledge that as an error, which of course is disappointing. You actually hear the referee say it's a collision. We don't give those. Well, we don't when it's two players jumping into each other. But this isn't what that video shows here. So Howard Webb there is basically what he's saying says that this has to be a penalty because it's exactly the same. This isn't Jesus and Sanchez jumping into each other. It's Sanchez coming out. Jesus is jumping for a ball. He's not jumping in a challenge with Sanchez. This is Sanchez coming out, missing the ball and just jumping into Jesus. So from Howard Webb's, the head of PGMOL, his own words, that means that this instance surely had to be a penalty. There's no other way around it. Howard Webb has said it. He's got on record as saying it. So surely this has to be. I don't understand it. I don't know if we'll get a explanation or what have to wait and see um but i just don't see how this isn't a penalty he absolutely out of control comes out misses the ball by a mile 
and just cleans Jesus out at head height, snaps his neck back, basically. It was really, really dangerous. It had to be a penalty. I don't understand how it's not. But are we ever surprised now by some of the decisions or lack of decisions and the inconsistency in the decisions? We're not, unfortunately. But for me, that has to 100% be a penalty. Okay, looking ahead to Sevilla. Now, on Tuesday night, I think we're going to see some changes. I'd be very surprised if we don't. Um, we've already spoken about Raya and Ramsdale. Um, I'd like to see Ramsdale come back in for this game. I think he needs to start. Um, whether he does or not, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But in terms of who else could come in, I think Thomas Party Certainly, it didn't surprise me, as I said, given all the miles that he'd flown. Um, I, I didn't surprise me that he didn't start the Chelsea game. I know, you know, I wanted him to. I hoped he would, but the fact he didn't, it didn't overly surprise me. Um, I think he should come back in for this game. I think Tomiyasu, like I said, I think he definitely starts, whether it's for Zinchenko or White, we'll have to wait and see. But I think Tomiyasu definitely starts this game. I think Kai Havertz comes in and starts. Um, so there is changes to be made. Arsenal are in action on Saturday in the Premier League. So there's four days rest after the severe game. Um, I think Arteta will use it to, to make a few changes. You look at the squad, it is really strong. The changes that he's making in the Premier League on a sort of weekly basis now are making a big impact at the end of games. You know, the players who came on at Stamford Bridge made a big, big impact and they did against Man City as well. And I think that just shows the strength of this Arsenal squad at the moment. And so I want to see Arteta use it more and rotate it more. I think some of these players deserve starts. You know, Smith Rowe, I'd love to see Smith Rowe start the game. You know, Odegaard didn't play well against Chelsea at all. Maybe it's time for Smith, give Smith Rowe a chance in Seville and give Odegaard a bit of a rest. We'll wait and see, but um, there's certainly some big options there. And when you look at who could potentially start, you know, these three on the screen, if you're watching it, I think absolute certainties. Be interesting to see if Eddie might come in. Um, Smith Rowe, like I said, Fabio Vieira wasn't even in the squad against Chelsea. I don't think he was injured. I think he was just left out of the squad altogether because of the options that Mikel had on the, had on the bench. So it shows how strong the squad is at the moment with very little injury issues going on. And uh, I think he needs to make some changes. He needs to rotate. He needs to freshen things up. And he's got some really good options to start this game against Seville, which is such an important game. And Seville are not going to be any put, uh, not going to be pushovers at all. They, um, uh, I did actually bring a question. Uh, I did actually get a uh, a tweet up, but I from one of you guys. And unfortunately, I haven't included it. I've just realised in the uh, in the slides, so I, ca I can't show it show it there. But you, was, someone sent a message in saying, "Look, Sevilla played really well against Real Madrid at the weekend. It was one-one. I think Sevilla had seventeen shots in that game." And they caused Real Madrid a lot of problems. So don't expect this to be a, a walkover by any means. And it won't be. You know, no one goes to Sevilla in, in European football and just controls the game and, and dominates it and wins it comfortably. Yes, Sevilla had a disappointing start in the Liga, but <laughs> this is a Champions League game in Spain, in Seville, who know exactly what it takes to win big European games. Um, so it's not going to be easy. And Arsenal need to get something. The defeat in France means they need to get something in this one. The draw would not be the worst result, in my view. But obviously, you want to go there and get the win. That would certainly ease the pressure a lot. But Arsenal just cannot afford to lose this game. So some, I think Arteta's team selection is going to be very, very crucial. And I think there is certainly uh, quite a few changes that he can make at the moment. OK, before I go, just wanted to talk about the, the women's team yesterday. Really good win uh, against Bristol City. Hard win actually Bristol City fair play to them played very well Arsenal scoring twice for Katie McCabe first goal absolute beauty actually both goals were decent from McCabe um, but I also saw the return of uh, Vivian Miedemar which was just brilliant and uh, you can see if you're watching this on screen at the moment the picture up there with all the players around with Vivian in the middle of it you know it's, I think it's 311 days since her last appearance for that horrible cruciate ligament injury she's back Beth Mead's now obviously back Leah still a little bit away from coming back but get in there 
and it's just great to see these uh, to see the players back after such horrible injuries. And and it was a good win for Arsenal. Now it's second. Uh, I think they're on seven points now, and they got the draw over uh, uh, United and then back-to-back wins now against Villa and at Bristol City. So after the disappointing result on the opening weekend, they are starting to find a way back to form three points off the top of the table. Now, Yevon says, hi, Charles. Good to see the women get back to victories yesterday. Good to see uh, Miedemar make her return from injury. Such a talented player with her and Beth Mead back. Now I hope Arsenal can make a statement and try and stop Chelsea's dominance of the WSL. Katie McKay, by the way, what a player. Yes, what a player Katie McCabe is. And, uh, uh, certainly, yeah, great to see me about what a pass that was to set up a chance right at the end. Didn't didn't end up in a goal, but it shows the quality and her vision. And uh, despite being away for so long, she's certainly not going to lose that. So brilliant to see. Well done to the women. Great win. Hopefully they can continue the momentum that they are now starting to build. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or listening. As always, like I said, there is open training today, so we're going to get a little bit more of a uh, clue about who will be travelling to Spain. Arteta will be having a press conference later on this evening in Spain. So we'll hear from him ahead of that game. And I'll be back tomorrow to preview a big, big night of Champions League football for the Arsenal. Until then, everyone, have a very good day. I'll speak to you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 